0: Good afternoon, this is Marshall Davis. The Sunday before last, the pastor of the church that we attend made a statement that kept me thinking long after the benediction was over. That's a sign of a good sermon. His message was entitled, Dwelling in the Eternal. Just a couple of minutes into the sermon, he said this. He said eternal life isn't possible. Doesn't eternal mean having no beginning and no end? So how can anybody who has a birthday and a limited lifespan ever have eternal life? And then he went on to quote Meister Eckhart. He said, People who dwell in God dwell in the eternal now. I began to think about what he said, and I barely heard the rest of the sermon. That also is a sign of a good sermon. A sermon... It's meant to bring us into the presence of the divine. And once we are there, consciously, there's no need for more words. They just get in the way. After the sermon, my mind kept returning to the idea that anything that has a beginning and an end cannot be eternal. So the body, for example, cannot have eternal life. Because it has a beginning and an end. That means that resurrection cannot be eternal, and they can't be about the body, which is exactly what the Apostle Paul said. He said, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. It also means that the psyche, the ego, the personality of the self, or whatever you want to call it, does not inherit eternal life. Because the personal self is produced by the brain, which is part of the body. So it can't be eternal. The psychological self is formed during the, the first couple of years of life. It's a result of our genes and the result of our environment and our upbringing and our culture it had a beginning. We can't even remember when that beginning was, sometime early in our lives. And nothing that has a beginning is eternal has an end. Nothing that has an end can be eternal. That means that eternal life has nothing to do with the body or with the personal individual self that most people think they are. So, what is eternal life? In the Gospels, the rich young ruler came to Jesus and asked what he had to do to inherit eternal life. So let me ask the question. How do we inherit eternal life? Eternal life is a matter of identity. If we identify with the body, or the brain, or the mind, or the ego, or the personality, then we die. Then eternal life is impossible. The human self cannot inherit eternal or possess eternal life. It's not so ma- much a matter of how to inherit eternal life as it is who or what inherits eternal life. And that's, a, that's a big difference between the teaching of Jesus and the teaching of traditional Christianity, which one listener recently called... Corporate Christianity, and that phrase got me thinking for a long time, too. Big box Christianity is more a business than spirituality. It's more interested in numbers than faith. Evangelicalism, like most of traditional and mainline Christianity, has become a business. Whether that just be a small mom-and-pop business on the small church on the corner, or the big business of megachurches. It sells the product of eternal life. It tries to recruit you by offering you eternal life. They say, pray the right prayer, believe the right things, do the right things, say the right words, and you get eternal life. It's a transaction. Beneath it is the assumption that we, as individual, personal selves, can possess eternal life as long as we jump through the right religious hoops. Well, that's not true. No person can inherit eternal life. That is because the person is an illusion. It's not real. It has no substance. It has no existence beyond the brain. It's a momentary phenomenon caused by this body that lasts the few years that this body lives, and then it dies with the body. Persons cannot inherit eternal life any more than flesh and blood can inherit eternal life. There are no persons in heaven. Souls, when understood as individual spiritual entities floating in some type of heavenly realm, are a myth. This idea is the desperate attempt of the ego to survive death. But our egos are not eternal. They have a beginning and an end and therefore cannot inherit or possess eternal life. So, what does inherit eternal life? We inherit eternal life when we realize what we are. We inherit eternal life when we identify with what does not have a beginning or an end when we see that we are not born and do not die. So it's a matter of identity. That's why self-inquiry is so important. Because through self-inquiry we see that we are not persons. Now we appear to be persons temporarily but we are not persons essentially or eternally. We are that which includes the person but transcends all persons. Furthermore, and this is going to be hard for Christians to accept, God is not a person. Our egos relate to God as a big ego. Sitting on a throne in heaven because that is all the ego can conceive of when it begins to try to think about the divine. But that's not what we are or what God is. That's making God in our own image. It is projecting it on the, we are projecting on the backdrop of the universe and calling this God. This is God, you could say, as a great ape because that's what we are. That's why we make God into a great ape. The Greek philosopher Xenophanes wrote in 500 BC. First he talked about black people and white people and saying that all black people have a, a black person god and white people have a white person god. And then he goes on to say, If cattle or horses or lions had hands and could draw and could sculpt like men, then the horses would draw their gods like horses and cattle like cattle. And each they would shape. Bodies of gods in the likeness, each kind of their own. God, as a personal human ego, did not exist before humans existed and before humans thought this up. Even to call God Him is a distortion. God, true God is eternal. Eternal life is gained by giving up our identification. With that which is not eternal and seeing that we really are, is eternal. It is seeing through the illusion of what we thought we were and seeing what we really are. We are that which is not born and does not die. The rich young ruler in the gospel story came up to Jesus and asked what he had to do to inherit eternal life. Inheritance implies a death, and a gift. When my mother died years ago she left a will that spelled out the inheritance that each of her children would receive. For there to be an inheritance, someone has to die. For a traditional Christianity, that someone is Jesus. And that gave birth to substitutionary atonement and all that. But Jesus did not talk about that. He talked about the death of the self, or the soul. He said, For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. Whoever loses their life for me will find it. And the word here in the Greek that Jesus is is using is suke, which refers to the psyche, the psychological self. When the self dies, and we see our true identity as the eternal one, which is represented by Christ, In this verse, then we inherit eternal life. It's not the self that inherits eternal life. The self's dead. It's the eternal self, capital S if you will, Christ, that inherits it. Upon the self's death, what we really are is seen to be eternal. So eternal life is really a matter of recognizing a true identity. It is knowing who we are, who Christ is, who God is. That is eternal life. That's what the apostle John said in a verse that is sometimes put into the mouth of Jesus in many translations of the Gospel of John. He said this, This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. When we discover who we are, not just believe ideas about who we are, ideas about non-duality, but when we wake up to this identity and see who we are, then eternal life is seen to be present. It just bursts forth. It's a no-brainer, you could say. Literally a no-brainer. Because when you know there's no brain, there's no problem. Eternal life appears as a gift from the universe, from from true God to us, and this gift brings with it joy and peace. There's a story that I'm sure I have told before about the Taoist sage Zhuangzi. Zhuangzi's wife died, and when his friend Huizu went to convey his condolences, he found Zhuang Tzu sitting with his legs sprawled out, pounding on a tub outside of his home and singing joyfully, and Hui Tzu scolded him saying, you lived with your wife, she brought up your children and grew old with you. You ought to be grieving her death, but here I come and I find you sitting on the ground, pounding on a tub and singing. This is going too far." Zhuangzi replied, When she first died, I wept like anyone else. Then I remembered her beginning and the time before she was born. Not only the time before she was born, but the time before she had a body, when she was spirit. She had changed forms before. Now there's been another change, and her body is dead. It's like the change of the four seasons, spring, summer, fall, and winter. If I were to only weep and sob, I would dishonor her. It would show that I don't know who she is. So I stopped weeping and I started singing. We are eternal. So we can sing with joy. We do not die. We have eternal life. And when we know this firsthand. Then you could say. We inherit eternal life. We wake up. To our true nature. And that is it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net My blog Spiritual Reflections can be found at MarshallDavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of the Tao of Christ.